0: Yeah, I can. I can definitely talk to myself about movies for a while. Definitely. Uh, hey, hello. Hello. Hey. hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in podcast. Kind of, not really. Uh, hi, I'm Dry Archuleta. It's just me this time. I um, I saw a bunch of new movies this week. We did a episode on reminiscence that we did live the other day. With me, Liz, and Sam. Um, And then yesterday, Liz and I went and saw Candyman. Which I'll be sharing my thoughts on here. And then tonight, we got a early access screening to Amazon's Cinderella. Starring Camilla Cabello. So we went to that. Um... I I bought. I, Why well, I, I didn't buy the tickets? They were literally just given to me. They sent a message like, "Hey, we have this thing going on. So, do you want to go?" And I, I was like, yeah, of course. So yeah, went to that. It was uh, a film. <laughs> Before I start talking about that, though, I do want to talk about Candyman just a little bit. Uh, I don't have too in depth of thoughts on it, honestly. I do think it was really good. It was a very good horror movie. It is not an incredible horror movie, but it is a very good horror movie. I don't think that the horror aspect of it is the first and foremost important thing in the whole thing. I think it is... um, It makes sense that it's produced by Jordan Peele, because... (laughs) It's it's message first, right, and then whatever scares happen along the way. That's that's just kind of what it is. But it it makes sense that he helped produce that. I think. Um, I don't hate the message, by the way. And there there there's a bunch of gore in Candy Man. There's there's a lot of murder and gore, and violence. If if that's what you go to a horror movie for, but I don't think that's really like the actual I don't know drive or like the reason to go and watch it I think the message is kind of kind of what's there and it does hit you over the head with a giant boulder with the message basically from act one to the rest of the movie it tells you exactly what what the message of the movie is going to be about which is fine like it's it's fine to know exactly what you're going for and then hit every one of those marks because I think it does that incredibly well honestly But I don't think that it will be like an incredible horror movie that people talk about for ages and ages and ages. I think it'll be, I mean, and unless it does end up, I don't know, taking on another life of its own, kind of like the original Candyman. Which one thing I do want to say here is because I don't think that it's in the advertising, or at least not that I've seen from the advertising. I will say I've seen very little of the advertising of Candyman. And the movie that I'm talking about here in a little bit as well, Cinderella. Um, I, I just, I didn't see too much advertising. I really just see the Candyman trailer every time I would go to see a movie. The, the few times I was able to go see a movie in theaters throughout this last year because of the pandemic. And whenever I saw that trailer, I was like, yeah, that looks, it looks fine. Or it looks like it could completely fucking crash and burn. I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know. So going to it and seeing it and seeing that it wasn't just a complete trash fire was kind of a relief because there is so much trash fire horror out there. I don't think that's going to be a shocker to anybody. If you just look at fucking Netflix or what you can find on Amazon, things that we found on Amazon, in fact, uh, on this podcast uh, and stuff that we've we've watched for it. And we almost watched more of this week, but um, we would have had to give the director money. So we decided not to do that. <laughs> which maybe is a bit fucked up, but I don't think that that one man show really deserves money. Anyway, I'm getting off the track. um Candyman. <laughs> um, this Candyman is a direct sequel to the first Candyman, and it seems like it ignores everything that happened past that, which is fine because I don't myself at least hold any reverence for anything that happened past the first two I barely I barely even remember the first one let alone the second and third I never even watched the fourth one I think there was four I'm pretty sure there was four of them <laughs> um not the biggest Candyman fan you can you can probably take the guess on that one so yeah uh I did enjoy it it's it uses its original material of Candyman in a very smart way and it changes what the narrative of that is around. I think it also does something great with it is that it films... I looked this up afterwards. It filmed in the same area that the original Candyman filmed in. And with that area being so incredibly gentrified now, it looks completely different. And I think that the smart thing that it does is even though it films in the same area, the movie does concentrate very heavily on the topic of gentrification and and that subject material I guess you would say and I think it does honestly a a really a really good job if if you're going into a movie for just a bunch of gore I think this will deliver on that and if you don't want to listen to the message I think you could pretty easily just say "Nah," just go away with that because I know that there's tons and tons of people that just go to a horror movie for the thrill and the fun and just to be scared and have a few jump scares But the jump scares in this, there's a couple of them. I don't think they're very well earned. I think they're fine, but they're not super well earned. Um, Nothing literally at any point made me actually scared in Candyman. (laughs) Which is, you know, take that for what you will, I suppose. But it's an enjoyable horror movie. It's not one that I feel the need to to rewatch at all. Uh, Sam in the chat asking talking to yourself, yeah, talking to myself, talking to the internet void, the void of the internet about these two movies. Liz was real tired and working all day, so she didn't feel up to talking, so i'm I'm just talking to the internet here, um, yeah, I was just saying Candyman was a a direct uh sequel to the first Candyman, and it ignores all those sequels after it, very much in the way of the Halloween reboots. Or, not even Reboots, I guess. They're, it's technically a sequel to the original Halloween. And I think that that is like a really smart way to go about it with a lot of these series because it's a way to honor what the original one was without actually having to try and match up with it. Like, you can have that original thing there and then you can work off of the grounds that that makes and learn from the mistakes of the 80s and 90s and all of what those sequels were because. Every slasher movie, fucking Hellraiser, Friday the 13th, Halloween, um, the other one, (laughs) Nightmare on Elm Street, Um, all had just a horrible string of sequels that just completely tramped on the legacy of what the first couple of those movies in each one of those series were. And so I think it's kind of a fun thing and maybe a nice thing, I think, especially for Halloween, to be able to go back and be like, okay, like, Yeah, Halloween has its legacy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the other one, Sam. Um, Halloween has its legacy. And we don't want to mess that up. And I think that they, they started doing that in a way with Rob Zombie's Halloweens. Because they took that and it was a completely different thing. Like a whole different fucking take on it. Like super grungy, super in your face. Just violent... Everything, everything felt gross and grimy and violent and in a way that's unenjoyable, purposefully so. Like, that's definitely what Rob Zombie was going for in those movies. But I don't think that that honored the original movies. It was very much his own vision, which is fine. I think that first one that he did, that first remake, I think it was 2009 that it came out, was completely fine. Like, it's a fine horror movie, and if you're a Rob Zombie fan, then I think it's one of his best movies maybe a little more toothless than most Rob Zombie fans would like because of just the nature of having to work with a bigger studio. But yeah. So I think Candyman going in that direction and having, having that reverence behind it while, while learning from the lessons of the sequels is great. It's a great thing. And I, I, I would actually really hope that more of those old slashers do that. Because I would like, I don't know, like if Nightmare on Elm Street ever comes back, which they're going to, of course, do another one of those reboots at some point, it would be ridiculous for them not to, then it would make sense for them to go this route as well of like having the first one and maybe the second one, if you want to get real crazy with it, like be canon and then just continue the story from there, because I think Halloween proved that that can be done really well, and I think this proves that that can be done really well. Um, Also, one thing I do want to talk about is the director of Candyman, uh, Nia DaCosta. I had never even heard of her. She has a couple of other projects under her belt, but her visual style, I think, is completely there. It has There's these really fun like shadow puppet vignettes, like paper puppet vignette things, that are in the movie that tell a lot of the backstory. Basically goes over the explanation of what the first movie is, which was nice because I honestly did not remember much of that first movie. So it was nice to have a refresher like built into there. But like those are honestly really kind of creepy and unsettling, and they look great. Like they look not like bad child arts and crafts, like good child arts and crafts. Like a kid who's like really, really good at arts and crafts. Like it looks like that. Um I mean that in the best way possible. Like, it just, it looks very childish in a way that you want those old shadowy puppet vignettes to feel. And so I think that works really well for it, honestly. Um, I've not seen any of the other projects that she's she's worked on at all. Um, ghost Tape, Little Woods, haven't seen them. She's going to be the director of an upcoming Marvel movie, which of course is Marvel's thing now they find a director who's done like one or two things, and they snatch him up and put him into the Disney machine and grind all of their originality out of them um so she'll be directing the Marvels, which we'll see how that goes honestly but yeah it's a it's not not a bad film by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think that it's going to capture any new fans necessarily. Maybe. Maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things like that before. But I don't think that it's going to be like big enough to bring on a whole new series for Candyman. We'll see. It'd be great if it did and there just kept being great sequels for it. Because that's the other thing is I think it leaves room for sequels very openly. Like it doesn't it's, it's very unashamed of the fact that it wants to have sequels. So I think it's there, but I'm not entirely sure what they would do with sequels with how the story ends, like with what the lesson of it is about gentrification and things like that. Like at that point, you're cheering for the bad guy, which I think becomes a whole other thing. And that's a whole different creative route. You have to go to like figure out how you root for the villain in a way that doesn't feel cheap. And to where you can still feel connected to the actual characters of the movie that you're going to be following. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sam's saying uh, she thinks it will get a whole new audience. And she says the first movie was so great and creepy. I don't remember, like, a ton about the first movie. Like, I remember general plot things that happened in that first movie. But, like, there's stuff that I never really, like, got why it was going on. Like, the bees was always just a thing that, like, never made any sense to me. Uh, the fact that it was, like, a mirror never really made sense. It was just, like, a thing you put in there because, like, mirrors are creepy and, like, talking into them is weird, right? Um, and, like, the bee thing, I always just never made any sense to me. And they try to justify it in this movie and, like, give it a backstory, but I think it's just kind of silly. Um, Sam says in chat that you need to watch it again. You're maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to watch it again and see if it deserves deserves the reverence that it still has among some certain... Slasher film fans, uh, skip the sequel. She says, "Yeah, for sure. I, I have no intention. I even when I first originally started watching Candyman way back when, when I was a teenager, I never watched all of them. So, no problem there. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> with Candyman out of the way, uh, we should talk about the early access movie that me and Liz got to go and watch, which was." Not a train wreck, I'll say. Uh, It's it's completely fine. You can definitely tell it's like a fucking made-for-TV Cinderella movie, which seems to be very popular for Cinderella movies. But it's not the worst adaptation of Cinderella I've seen. But it's not like good i went into it with a little hope because last night i learned that it would be a sequel or not a sequel a uh what's that thing where they sing Why can't i can't think of that fucking word musical there we go <laughs> it's gonna be a musical so like okay cool music like it has Camillo cameo Uh, great I learned that while we were watching it uh, idina menzel just plays the evil stepmother which was weird because I didn't think she was like that old, but apparently she's way older than I thought she was. That's a whole nother thing though. But yeah, so I was like, cool. let's, Let's go and hear some bad made for Amazon Prime video musical garbage. Fine, whatever. And then I was immediately disappointed by every musical number being a licensed song with a new version like they just used licensed songs and then put like a bunch of harps and violins in it and then sang over it for for all of them and i don't think that there was a single song in there that like when i heard it i was like yeah when i listen to this song from now on i'm gonna look up the amazon's cinderella 2021 soundtrack and listen to that version that's the version i want to hear from now on like maybe not they're not all licensed i think there was one original camilla cabello number in there million to one they reprised that quite a bit um sam is saying i thought that was your movie of the year no no it's, it's definitely not my movie of the year although liz keeps insisting that it absolutely is my number one movie of the year It is it is uh (laughs) it's not it's not terrible like there's there's stuff in it and it did make me laugh a couple of times but like it has that thing to where it's trying to be cool too much like it's trying a little too hard with like how it's grammar and like the terms that it uses like it just uses modern day terms and I don't know, like, it's it's, it's trying. Just a little too hard for me is maybe the problem. It's trying really, really hard. Um, Sam asks in the chat, But would kids like it? I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, kids will fucking love this movie. And the only reason I know that is because in the row behind us, there was an entire row of children there. Um... And every musical number, they got up and they started dancing and singing and just screaming their little hearts out. They were fucking loving it. They were going crazy. The second the musical number stops, you could hear the mom saying, sit the fuck, Just get, get down, get back in your seats. I swear to God, we are not getting chicken nuggets if you don't sit down right now. So that was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> but yeah, um, kids will absolutely fucking love this there's all the most popular songs from now in it um and some that they probably think will have been from this and then when they're older they'll learn like oh my god that wasn't actually from that movie that's a super old song from 40 years ago Uh, I'm, i'm gonna read the soundtrack off to you um and i want you to remember this is a cinderella movie not in present time like it's it takes place with castles and princes and horses and all that good stuff um Sweet dreams are made of this is, is part of that Um, rhythm nation and you got to be million to one, which I think the million to one is an original one, but it might just be a Camillo Cabello song. I don't really know her tracks at all. I don't listen to her in my normal, just human life. So I don't know what her like thing is. I don't know any of her songs really. Havana. I think that's her. I I know that one. Um, Somebody to love. By Queen, which um it was a bad song. Uh Material Girl, which they just completely fucking ruined. They used Material Girl as the villain song for the evil stepmom. Um And like I get it, I get what they're I get what they're going for. Yeah, Sam asks, it's covers, bad covers, yeah, it's it's whole new arrangements of the songs, but they are licensed songs. Like pop songs and old rock songs from the 80s and stuff. Just new arrangements. Um, One of the worst ones... And maybe it's just because I like the song so much. Is they do Seven Nation Army. Mixed with What a Man. So you get that fucking sick bass from Seven Nation Army... Going over, what a man, what a man, what a mighty fine man. And it's so just not okay. Like, it doesn't mix well. And it's supposed to be like this big, bombastic, like, boom, the ball is happening, bitches. Like, we're fucking doing it. But it's like not good. Like, the kids were loving it. They were dancing up and down. I'm pretty sure they were doing backflips. I think one of them almost fell on me. But man, was that just. I love that song a whole lot and that was not it man that was not it um song called Let's Get Loud Dream Girl it's a uh, yeah nothing nothing good in the in the soundtrack like I don't want to listen to any of those versions ever again um Sam was asking earlier in the chat is this actually Disney no it's just based off of the Cinderella story which is um out of copyright like i think it's just common not common law it's common law married you know how that goes um i I forget the term but it's uh just out there in the wild like anybody can use the source material in a certain way so they can just make it we right now i could just make a cinderella story and call it cinderella and nobody could do anything so that's fun um I kind of do wish that I had looked into this a little bit more before watching it. So I knew not to expect original musical numbers because if I did that, I would have seen that the director of this was also the director of all of the pitch perfect movies, which their whole thing was literally just, Hey, let's get all of these super public domain, Sam. Thank you. That's, that's the word public domain. Um, But yeah, She directed the Pitch Perfect movies, Blockers. She was a producer of 30 Rock, I guess, apparently. Um, But yeah, she directed all those Pitch Perfect movies. And that's fine, you know. Um, Actually, no, it shows that she directed Blockers and Cinderella. And I think that she was a writer on Pitch Perfects and producer, maybe yeah she was a producer of all of them and then writer of a couple of them maybe not the first one i don't know i'm look at it. it looks weird anyway um she has she has a bunch of stuff in her oeuvre ouvra ouvra. i don't know how to say that word but like that's her thing and she like will take pop musics and then just remix them and and put that out there. It looks like she was the producer of 2 and 3. And then maybe the writer of 3 or 2. Yeah. Yeah she wrote 2 and 3. And was the producer of 2 and 3. And she wrote the screenplay for 1. For Pitch Perfect 1. But she doesn't look like she was the producer on that one. Yeah so she didn't start putting her own money into it until the sequels. That's fine. But yeah, that's like her thing. But the fun thing I think here about her, uh, the director, Kay Cannon, not boudoir, that's that's a different thing. Au it's French. I don't know how to say their words. They don't use vowels or something. Or it's all vowels? I don't remember. I'm not French. Um, but the best thing about this director, Kay Cannon, is I had actually seen her act before, and I had never realized that i had seen her act before she and this is going to be a character that fucking nobody knows i'm guessing because <laughs> it's in a movie that nobody ever fucking talks about but it's donald glover's first feature film mystery team there is a character in it who is like a prostitute who's addicted to drugs and she's super super stupid and the whole joke is like her the drug dealer guy he's like her pimp is there and he's like hey like every time he walks out of the room, he's like, "Hey, don't suck their dick." And he walks out of the room, and immediately she's like, "Hey, you guys want me to suck your dick?" She plays the prostitute, druggy character that wants to immediately suck people's dicks and like go away with people, and that is just amazing to to <laughs> to know that 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 person went on to go and do things uh, <laughs> that are just much better than that character. I mean, that character is super fucking hilarious. That movie is fucking great. Mystery Team is going to go down in history is one of the funniest fucking movies in this world I don't give a shit when anybody says that is such a good fucking movie so funny very underrated which I guess is thrown out all the time now to say anything is underrated but really it really is underrated (laughs) Um, but yeah like it was fine it it does change a bit Uh, Cinderella 2021 by Amazon does change a bit in the story By changing that um, Ella, which, by the way, the movie does point out that her name is Ella, not Cinderella. Cinderella is the nickname. And they make it very clear that you need to be calling her Ella. So, Ella is no longer just, like, a woman who is, like, trying to marry the prince. She is now a person who is, like, trying to get her fashion business, like, started. Like, she just designs dresses and shit. And so she's trying to get that started. And she is a strong, independent woman that don't need no man. Like, that—that that is 100% her character in this. Like, that is the new, the new Cinderella, the new Ella. That's her. And so the movie goes out of its way to constantly tell you, like, hey, she doesn't need a man. And, like, <laughs> for the first 45 minutes, almost all of her lines are, like, when she's talking to a woman, like, hey, you don't need to be anything for anybody else but yourself. You're strong. You're cool. You're sexy. You're amazing. And, like, that's that's her character for, like, the first 35 to 40 minutes is just telling everybody how amazing they are, and they don't need to, like, have anybody else be there for them. Which, like, fine. Like, that's a, that's a good message to be out there for the kids. Those kids behind me were fucking feeling it. So well actually I don't think they heard a single line of actual dialogue in there but once their favorite pop song came on they were dancing. So th- to take that as you will. Maybe <laughs> maybe when they're older they'll realize that th- that had that message. I don't know. I don't know how kids work. So yeah, it's it's fine. Like that that's like a fine thing to be in there. But it's not like written well. Or, like directed well the acting I'll say is completely fine like it's not out of this world amazing like go and talk about how you saw these amazing performances from these people kind of thing like Camila Cabello's fine she's very bubbly and and that that's what that character needs to be so it's that um, Besides Camille Cabello, Billy Porter, Idina Menzel, and Pierce Brosnan, there's not anybody in there in, like, the main cast that I would say um, that, like, does anything. They're all just very one-note characters. Actually, I even the main characters are one-note characters, if I'm going to be completely for real. um, every, Everybody kind of is. That's... That's what these movies are. Your character has one note at the beginning of act 3 they start to learn their lesson. By the end of act 3, they've learned their lesson now and now they're all much better people and everybody's happy. Like that's what these movies are. This feels like a made for television Disney movie that somehow had 10 million more dollars than it should have. Like that's that's what this feels like. Somebody s- someone in Amazon just gave them more money than they meant to, like they meant 10 10,000 or 100,000 and they just put like one more zero. Like that's, that's kind of what it feels like to me. Um. Also, I'm looking at like a bunch of random trivia here and apparently Somebody to Love by Queen was also in another Cinderella adaptation called Ella Enchanted. So that's kind of their thing, I think. That's weird. Um. Also, one thing that I think was funny, but also like it makes sense because it's a derogatory term. Um, Billy Porter plays the godmother, uh, no longer referred to as the fairy godmother in this case because Billy Porter is playing that character, so it is now the fabulous godmother, which totally fine. It would have been kind of weird if if still went under that moniker of the fairy godmother because that that would immediately have been like people openly being awful. So that's good. That's good that that's there. Um I'm going to say the most like genuine laugh, like holy shit that was really funny out of this movie came from a comedian that I really really like called James Acaster. Sam, I think I've showed you some of his stand up before. It's very weird, yeah. like very I don't know how to describe his comedy, but he's on Netflix, James A. He has like a three episode special on there. It's just like three sets of stand up, all themed around different things. And the last 10 minutes of each stand up set is like telling a consistent story between each set. Very weird, like very, very strange, strange humor. But he plays one of the three mice in this adaptation of Cinderella, the other two being played by James Corden, who was, used to be a British uh comedian who is now just a late night host here in the u.s i think that's his biggest claim to fame and then Romesh wrongathon i i'm i'm definitely saying that wrong because i'm i just don't know how to pronounce that um he is also a british comedian i think his biggest claim to fame if i'm not wrong here yeah, like, the only thing I've really seen him on is just, like, a bunch of comedy, like, game shows <laughs> over there in the, the UK. Uh, like, that's kind of all I've seen him on. Um, but, yeah, the the three blind mice are, are those three. But James Acaster has the best line in the movie. 'Cause it's like after the ball, it's the next day, Cinderella obviously like upset doing the Cinderella thing. Or Ella, sorry, my bad, Ella, doing the Ella thing. And she's like whining about it and she's like, I, I think I love him. And then the mouse played by James A. is like, Love him. It was only one night and then another mouse pushes him off the edge to shut him up. Best part of the entire movie. Like that was it was it was great. Almost worth my entire time being there, just for that one line it was genuinely funny, good good stuff. Uh, the rest of it is maybe too uh, weird about itself. I don't know. How to, I don't know what to say about it. It's just it's very strange about itself. Like it's it feels too modern, but then also just very made for TV. I'm also seeing in the chat now. Sam is asking, uh, so none of this movie is anything like Black Pumpkin, which was a Amazon movie that we watched uh last week which um i think on the saturday night uh show that we do live i'm trying to get away from calling it the saturday night live show because that's a weird thing and i feel like at some point you could probably get sued for that um, um but yeah the black pumpkin was just a whole different beast we'll talk about that saturday night um sam is asking me if this is geared towards kids it's definitely geared towards kids There's no doubt about it. It's rated PG. Um, It doesn't have, like, any fart jokes or anything like that. Like, it doesn't ever feel like it's talking down to the children. But it does feel like children's programming, if that makes sense. Like, there was never any point in it to where I thought, like, yeah, this is for me. I'll, I'll really enjoy this. I could bring this to, like... My friends and show them this movie. Like there's never that point in it. It always felt like this is something that your nieces and nephews would be watching and then be singing, um, for forever. So yeah, um, it's not worth watching if you're an adult. I would I would say, which is maybe mean, but it's I don't know. It's fine. It's if, if that's what you're looking for, it's fine. Old people are gonna love it. There were some old people in our row that were really digging it. They were having a great time. Kids behind us were having fun. Like anybody who I think is like twenty to let's say forty five, this isn't the movie for you. Like it's just it's way too wholesome. And actually, I'm gonna say anybody over seventy also probably not for them, uh, unless they were real cool when they were younger. Because I think this is maybe a little too left-leaning for them and, like, not respectful of man and white people, uh, maybe. I don't know. I just assume that old racist people wouldn't like this very much. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, like, if you're 20 to 45 and you don't, like, have kids you're trying to actively entertain, I don't think this movie's for you. It's fine enough, but, like... The songs aren't great renditions of the songs you've heard. You can make this playlist of the actual songs and you'll be having a much better time, I would say. So yeah. Out of Candyman and Cinderella, both 2021, both C. That's fun. Um <laughs> Candyman is the better movie, but obviously Apples to squash in this case, right? There's completely fucking different things, aimed at completely different people trying to go for a completely different thing like it's just not not even the same ballpark you know but yeah if you have kids watch cinderella with your kids they're gonna get a, a lot out of it i think and it'll probably be one of those movies that they remember when they're older and they go back to and be like oh my god this is so silly i can't believe i love this and then they'll sing everything from it and quote it a million times and yeah maybe Sam's right maybe maybe Candyman will be like this next big thing start something huge you know i'd be fine if it did i would be fine if it did i don't think it's the best thing ever but there's a lot worse things you know a lot worse things than Candyman out there it's no night house that's for sure i'll tell you that wish i had taken the time out to talk about the night house after i'd seen that because that movie Changed my mindset on where horror I think is going honestly. It's very good um, But yeah, I think that's all I have to say about those things I have some editing to do after this so I'm gonna go ahead and get that done but I just want to get my thoughts out on this before before Cinderella came out and uh, Yeah, I think that's all that I have um, Anybody who is listening to the archive of this uh, thank you for listening, obviously. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do so at thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, we have a link tree, which gives you our socials and some other places you can listen to us if you would like to do that and you don't know how search bars work. Then you can find our link tree at E forward slash L O I P. Again, that is L I N K T R dot E E forward slash L O I P. And I'm going to do my Robbie impression here. If you're out and about <laughs> stay six feet apart wash your hands people don't be disgusting grubby people who don't wash your hands this whole pandemic has showed us that there's an alarming number of people who just never did that and that's that's maybe the worst thing that's come out of this is just learning how many people's hands I've shaken that just probably there's probably all kinds of awful things on there um if you can get vaccinated if it's in your area please do so. It's incredibly important to get vaccinated. If you haven't gotten your second shot and you have gotten your first shot, make sure to make that appointment for your second shot. It's incredibly important to get that second shot. Um, yeah, be safe out there. Don't be a total dickhole. And just I don't know. Have a good time. You know? Enjoy time with family and friends and stuff. Just don't go killing people. Alright. Everybody out there, have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye!